This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. And actually, Ruby is on her way. She's running late because that's the hustling women that we are. We're going from here to there. But we got (laughs) our girl in the house. Paula DeAnda. Hey, guys. What's up? How are y'all doing today? How are you, baby? I'm great. I'm great. I'm settling into L.A. Just newly moved. So this is interesting. Yeah, you're an an original uh, Texas girl, right? You're a Tejana. I'm a Tejana, yes. And I just recently moved to L.A. Well, I feel like I'm moving back to L.A. because I've obviously I've been here a lot. I traveled yes. here a lot. I kind of lived here for part time. So now I'm here in L.A. again. So it's interesting. And you've been in the business, <laughs> Paula. I mean, uh, since what? Since what year? 2000 and or wait, 19? What, what? Tell me. I was 16 uh, when I first got my big shot in the business when I started got my feet wet I was 16 and it was like 2006 2007 2008 that's when you had that song with baby bash right doing too much doing too much yes you even I just recently saw that video on YouTube and you even look like a little girl oh I felt like a little girl yeah I mean you're still super young but you look back and you're like good lord I needed a fashion stylist for that oh video. my gosh like, I when I see my dancing I cringe but I'm first off I'm not a dancer I don't claim to be I'm a singer but I think I've gotten a little better at movement throughout the years so hopefully yeah no and you know what in life you should want to become better yeah of course you, know, you should want to progress and evolve and I know there's so many people that are afraid sometimes to evolve and you know I know women that are like afraid to cut their hair to get a trim oh, on yeah. their hair I'm like girl no I'm all about color cut whatever just to reinvent yourself just to kind of try out different looks because you never know what's going to work for you exactly you know I've done the super short hair I think when I met you back in 2006 I had the super short red headed firecracker yeah, yeah. I feel like I started a trend with that it looks great though I like the length that it is now and the color the, the color, red is pretty girl I I really think I'm gonna be a redhead for life it's so hard to get out of your hair too so you better be yeah no I've been red for over for over I want to say maybe 12 years now see I was the opposite of you I was a blue head and then a purple head and then back to black back brown. to being normal right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but um i i've gone from a, a wild manic panic red mm. to now i call this red in my hair the grown and sexy red gotcha you know it's so my hair it's the wine red color. yeah it's the vino i've got my hair is so <laughs> stained red that when i shower and when i wash my hair it doesn't it doesn't bleed anymore wow yeah i mean it does a little bit when i first get it fresh that's amazing cuz i i know about color cuz i'm i'm a little uh, i have my own little salon back home you not, do not really not my own salon but i call it my salon i have all kinds of colors in my closet all kinds of like containers for it, brushes, everything. That's what I do on my free time. Oh, I love. We got to talk about that hobbies because yes. a lot of times you see an mm-hmm. artist and just as a singer, but you really don't know that they're talented in so many other areas of their life. You mm-hmm. know, so you started playing piano at six years old, right? Yes. So did you always have music in your blood? Is it genetic? Did it come from your family? I don't know where it came from, but I I assume it came from the church. You know, I sing a lot in the church. I was in church. Ter- church choir for years so was i and then i love it i used to want to be a nun too fun fact fun fact me too and i was like i would have been the first one to escape that convent i would have been like bye i used to beg my mom please take me over there they're so cool and i i want to sing and i want to be a nun and i want to have those outfits that they're wearing you know and then i discovered christina aguilera and mariah carey and that all changed so (laughs) so six years old were you self-taught on the piano did you just kind of well, Put your hands I, I took, on it and just 
No, no, no. I took lessons. And for me, I guess I wasn't disciplined enough to like really get it down. But I did like, you know, playing and then singing along. You know, I think I learned Mary Had a Little Lamb. I can't remember what else she had me um, learning, like little scales. Yeah. But I loved my piano teacher. She's so sweet. To this day, she still supports me. She showed up at events. She's actually friends with my grandma. Really? <laughs> Back home in San Angelo, West Texas, yes. Wow. You know, my mom tried to force me to take piano lessons growing up. You know when parents try to <laughs> impose their dreams on their children because they never did what they possibly wanted to pursue? Yeah. So my mom, you know, she she tried to put me in piano lessons and I hated it. I hated it. I was just like, I don't want to play piano. You have to be super, super disciplined. And that was one of my things. Like, I'm like, I have to look at this book and I have to do what? And I have to do homework? Nah. <laughs> yeah, it was so hard for me to learn to read music. I think that was like my mm-hmm. biggest. And then I learned about music when I was interning at my first radio station. Um, shout out to Jeff G that was like, music is in counts of four and then counts of eight. And then I don't know. And then I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, you can catch on to it as much as you practice. I mean, you can kind of learn anything. But piano for me was a little different because of the whole book I think it was that's kind of what threw me off so I was like you know I'm just gonna sing everywhere I get a chance and that's what I'm gonna do and you know just recently we ran into each other you and I in Vegas Vegas you sang the was it the national anthem or the Star Spangled Banner the US anthem yes the US anthem at the Canelo Chavez fight yes and Pepe was there and oh Pepe, my gosh Pepe Aguilar did you, did you meet him have you met him before I met him and I complimented him on his shoes and he's like I like your shoes I'm like no yours are a lot more comfy especially in the ring because it's so like it moves a lot and you're in yeah. heels. You're like, ah, I already have to sing. Now let me get my balance down. But so. how amazing, dude, <laughs> that you, so Pepe sang, I think, the Mexican national anthem. Yes. And you sang the U.S. national anthem. Mm-hmm. Were you nervous? I mean, <sighs> how did they reach out to you? Were they, like, how did that happen? <laughs> was I nervous? I've actually done some of the national anthems for them in um, Texas back when I was living there. And so I had newly moved here. My first gig was in Vegas and Oscar called me up. He was like, hey, I would love for you to come out to Vegas. It's in a couple of days, by the way. Would you like to sing? Of course. <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya? Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. You know, yeah. I've hung out with Oscar a couple of times and he's so he's so real. He's so I th- I real think, and he's so um, like down for his raza. You I know? think that's what I really appreciate about him is because he was like, you know, mi gente and I got to. He said raza. I'm pretty sure he said that to me on the phone. So, yeah. So so were you nervous up there? Yes, always. Have you ever messed up when you sing the U.S. No, national anthem? No, no, no. Don't put that. Don't put that evil on me. Um, I've sang it so many years, too. I used to sing at. um baseball games like home baseball games so that was like my practice I think yeah it's kind of like actors that are now actors and their foundation is theater they're Mm -hmm. like you know when you've done theater and you know you can't break character in front of a live studio audience they usually turn in that's a good you know foundation like my next challenge is to learn the Spanish one because I think I mean it seems a little longer than the English one but I think I could could learn it because I actually can learn Spanish from just listening to it like my ear Oh really? Mm-hmm. Do you speak Spanish fluently? No, <laughs> you don't. And why did you? Was it just something that wasn't active in your household? Or I mean, I took it for years. I just could never really like catch on to it. I think because there's so many different forms of Spanish throughout the world. Yeah. That for me, I was like, okay, so what is the actual? What is the one that's like respected and you won't get in trouble? You know, like I have Tex-Mex. <laughs> Spanish, like Spanglish, you know. So since you're a Texas girl, was Selena, of course, one of your idols growing up? Were you like one of your examples? I I was in competitions where you look like her, sound like her, everything. Yeah. So because you ended up living in Corpus Christi, right? Mm -hmm. Your parents took you to live there from what was it? San Angelo, Texas? From San Angelo, we moved to Corpus and I actually got to record at Q Productions and um Abraham came in he was like who's that singing you know he's looking in the the studio like who is that and I recorded with Red her actual engineer he's amazing Red shout out to the redheads yeah oh my (laughs) god you did so how was that experience did you kind of feel like Selena's spirit in there you know what's crazy it was so calming in there like I did um, I think I did some vocals on Alicia Alicia's uh, Alicia Villarreal whatever happened to that chick I don't know well she was okay so let me give you the she's man. No, yeah, kidding. what happened to that? I think she so, married one of the cumbia kings. So yes, I when I originally moved to Corpus, it was because of Cruz, and then Cruz started dating Alicia. And at the time, it was a girl group. I was in a girl group, believe it or not. What girl group? We weren't. Even, we didn't have a name. Oh snap! <laughs> the no name group. The girls. That's what the they girls. called us. The the chicas. You know, Becky so. G was in a girl group before she became yes. a, a solo artist. Who actually met Becky when she was like eleven. I. 
Yeah, and, what's funny about that is I met Becky through a friend of mine, Jessica. So Prima J was out at the time. Yeah, they were all what working. Happened to Prima J? I don't know. We're gonna have a show on like what happened to so and so. Yeah, but no, shout out to Becky. She's doing her thing. Um, I was in the studio with her as they were like molding her into what she is now. It's amazing. She's a little powerhouse. I met Becky when she was eleven, and she was part of this girl group. And one of mm-hmm. my friends was managing her. And one of my friends is I always have believed that this girl has an eye for talent. She knows who has the it factor and who doesn't. And she's like, you gotta meet this girl, Roxy. She's like a little version of you. And I'm like, what are you? She's like, she's a firecracker. Yeah, and yeah. her name of, in this girl group was Little Mija. Little Mija. Little, oh. or Mija. Yeah, Little Mija. Like, I was like, that's Mijita, a- Mijita. And that, because I've met her, that doesn't really fit her because she was very, very energetic. Very. Ready to go. You know, you're excited too when you're first starting in the studio and you're like working with people. It's it's exciting. So Yeah, but this girl was not afraid to bust in front of, it mm-hmm. was all these girls. But, you know, there's always that one person that stands out. Yeah. And she was that girl. And so I, every time I would interview an artist on the radio, I would always put them on the spot to improvise. You know, reggaetoneros, they like to, a ver, dame un B, Roxy, dame un B. And then they would start improvising. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to put this little girl on the spot, see if she could do it. And Look at you. Girl, Becky gave me like this freestyle and I was like, this girl Yeah, that's right. See, so when I was in the studio with her um, and the jams, she was doing a lot of rapping and then I know I heard some other songs of her singing I was like cool that's yeah awesome. she could she could really flip it to both so mm-hmm. yeah um, her her success doesn't surprise me you know what I mean yeah yeah um, but what were we talking about how do we get so sidetracked we were talking about girl groups oh and, girl groups yeah so you were part of a so girl group I was part of a girl group and they were actually sisters so imagine me coming in as the new newcomer and not even anything don't know anything about harmonies nothing I learned all of the harmonies I learned everything on the spot so what? But we never came out. But it's all good. But it's all good because I went and I did my sola things. Yeah, so. exactly. So <laughs> so tell us, like, now that you're back in LA, are you here, like, working on an album? I am. What was the whole reason? I'm working on all kinds of things. You know, I'm really working on branding myself. Good. So for me, I like that. when I came out, I came out of nowhere. Even the label that I was on, Arista J Records, they didn't even know me in the building when I got signed. So I went to everybody's like office and desk and like, hi, I'm Paula. Hi, I'm Paula. Hey, you're going to be working on me next week or whenever it was going to be coming. And so for me, I was always playing catch up. And I think I still am. People know my songs. They don't know my look. They don't know much else. Yeah, so. that's good. You know, branding, it's funny. We had a comedian here the other day, like two weeks ago. Her name is Funny Ada. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know what? It's so funny because to me, you're Funny Ada. Like, what's, I don't even know. Is that even your name? <laughs> it Like, I don't yeah. know her by Ada, whatever her last name is. And she's like, branding. Like, I'm glad that that's what you know me to be. And I'm like, that's so true. Branding is so important. Of course. You know, I always use the example of Coca-Cola. (laughs) Coca-Cola, everybody in the world knows Coca-Cola. Yes. But there's not one year that passes that they have Santa Claus billboards up. Like, Coca-Cola doesn't need to invest in marketing. And we know this. But they still do. Because they want to still... They still want to be in your face. so You have to be in the people's face. Yeah. So when people tell me, oh, no, marketing isn't important. I'm like, no, you better go check yourself because it is, you know, 100%. So check this out. I want to get your opinion on, on a couple of different things. Do you believe in love, Paula? Like that good, good love? Yes. I'm actually... I'm a lover, oh, so God. I believe in love. We have something in common. I'm <laughs> the biggest hopeless romantic ever, and can, I'm not. Can hopeless. we bring that back? Even on the radio, I'm like, okay, guys, we're we're turning up. We get it. But can we bring back love? Can we bring back like these songs that were just in the '90s? They were everything. The lyrics were so important. See, I was can just, we? I was just talking to the homo homie on our way into into the show, and I was like, we were listening to the song like something about broccoli, and then something about <laughs> Alfredo. The, 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 and I'm like, it's it, cool. I mean, it's, it's cool, entertaining, but it's, so but it's not love. Like, why are you rapping to me about fettuccine Alfredo? <laughs> like, inspire me. You know, like to me, the ar- artists that inspire me are like Jill Scott. I love India Re, like Erica Badu, the okay. Lauren Hills. You know, like. That kind of music I that see you. speaks I, to my soul. I see you like in the in the tub with all the candles around listening to that music. Yes, girl. <laughs> and actually, I need to put music to inspire myself to clean. <laughs> oh. Yeah, my poor boyfriends are like, dude, what do you want to listen to? Because you, I need motivation to clean. Mm-hmm. If not, I just can't do it without no music. Music helps me a lot through everything so I get it <laughs> I, you know what and I guess it comes from when I was growing up my mom that was the way she would wake us up on Saturday mornings oh. she would literally crank up the salsa 
And it was her way of like, all right, get Everybody up. get up. Yeah. Everybody, she would go around to every room and she would make it exciting. You know, like she would open up our blinds and she wouldn't tell us like it was time to clean right away. She would give us breakfast. She was smart. She, she fed a, you guys. She was a smart lady. She'd be like <laughs> pancakes and whatever. She gave you that comida to get you going. And then she's like, all right, you guys ready to eat? I mean, you guys ready to, you're going to clean the furniture. You're going to vacuum. And before you knew it, girl, we were like her little slaves, but we were fed. Exactly, right? You know, it's so we're going to be talking about love, that good love coming back with uh, Paula Danda. See if you're maybe in a relationship. I don't know if you want to go there. But mm-hmm. um, but no, seriously, I think a lot of people have kind of given up on love and the hope and the idea of like, maybe I can create my own happily ever after. Like, I truly believe that. I, I believe that if you're not looking for it, it comes for you. If you're looking oh. for it, if you're always searching, 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 you're not going to get it's not going to. The universe is not going to allow it to come to you. So you just kind of have to do your own thing. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Put love into yourself. How many times can I say it? Um, You guys. And then you have love. She's dropping knowledge. And we're going to (laughs) continue to drop that knowledge. Coming right back on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, it's your girl, Amber Rose, and when I'm not busy handling my business, I tune in to Risqué with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risqué with Roxy and Ruby. These are my kind of girls. And we're back. Welcome. Amber Rose presents Risqué with Roxy and Ruby. Ruby is about to roll up here. Too bad you're not going to be able to meet her because she's running a little bit late. But Ruby, where are you, Ruby? We're waiting. We hold each other down, you know, when one is busy doing it. So uh, we're, we're talking about love, right? So Kim yeah. and Kanye just celebrated their third year anniversary. Oh, you know what? I'm very big on social media, and I saw the, all of the little floating flower clouds. Yes. Is that what she called it? <laughs> yes. He, of course, outdid himself again for their wedding anniversary. Three, I was like, three years? It's been three. That uh, The older I get, the more I'm starting to realize how fast time flies. Especially when you're in love. Like I just feel like when I was younger, <laughs> time didn't go by so fast. No. But now that we're older, it's like, where is time going? Of course. Yeah. That's where you got to start living life more intentionally, seriously. So for the third year, of course, the rapper Kanye surprised his wife with two giant cloud-like arrangements of white flowers. Um, like, likely worth, I would say, a couple thousand dollars at least. Did you see the pictures? Yes. So and of cool. course, Kim posted on her Snapchat. She's like... I mean, how cute that I get to come home and see these gorgeous floating flowers. <laughs> Happy anniversary. And then her, the video got cut off. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they were on the floor. What's so sexy about that? I thought they well, were literally going to be I like heard, on the ceiling. When I saw about the floating, I'm like, okay, I could see where they're seeing that imaginatively. Because <laughs> if they were on the ceiling, they would look really like That's they were floating. What I like clouds. They, they were in the shape of clouds. They were in the so. shape of clouds, but Kanye could have paid somebody. I'm sure there would have been a paisa he could have picked up at Home Depot. I see him coming down from the ceiling, like, you know? delivering the flowers, like something really big. I so. know. So, of course, it's Kanye, so. Kim took to Instagram and she put three years down a lifetime to go. Do you believe in that lifetime type of love where it's I like... I do. You I do? do? Mm-hmm. I think everything in life you have to work at, but I feel like when you're in love your partner is going to be there for you no matter what. You don't even have to tell them. They know. Yeah, so you believe in that. Are you in a relationship right now? Maybe. Maybe. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And But are you more of a relationship type of girl? Or I am. Me too. I am. Even when I was 16, I was in a relationship for a while, which taught me a lot. Um, gave me a lot of material about men that are worth nothing okay (laughs) no and maybe that's probably what also gave you fuel to write yeah when you're done wrong you really have a lot of emotions so have you been done wrong Mm -hmm. like what did somebody cheat on you yeah i was on tour i was a busy girl and he was cheating (laughs) so he wouldn't tag along with you on tour sometimes yeah he actually got to go on a lot with me which i kind of regret because i'm like you know i should have just pushed myself more into my music than worried about a relationship. And I think when you're so young, you think, oh, I'm in love, you know, love, love like that. But when you're so young, 
you really have to get to know yourself still. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, the other day we had an actor in here and we asked him, like, what's your type of girl? And he really couldn't even describe it. And he's like, <laughs> I'm so focused that I don't even think, think about of that. that. Yeah. And I thought that was so admirable to be like, wow, like that's literally the first guy we've ever asked that question to. That doesn't have a list? Off air or on air that really was like, I am about my craft right now. I'm focused. I was like, from one to 10, how are you focused? He's like, 11. So he doesn't even think about a type. And wow. I'm like, you know, when you focus like that, you're going to get far. You're going to get mm-hmm. far because you know what your end objective is, you know? Yeah, but I also feel like love gives you a lot of motivation, too, especially with writing. You know, I co-write in the studio and I also come up with my own melodies, my own harmonies. So all that, I hear it and I'm like, okay, this would go with this kind of song and this is what mood I'm in right now. You know, when you hear um, just the beat by itself, I can kind of just go off of that. Who would be your ultimate collaboration? If you had a choice and they, if a, if a genie came out of a bottle and was like, look, Paula, I want to, I want to, you know, grant you your wish to collaborate Hmm. with somebody. Give me somebody in the Spanish, in the Spanish music industry, and then give me your dream collaborator with the English industry. Gosh, that's a great question that I never think of because, you know. You need to start thinking like that. I know, I know. And actually when I was, when I was signed, I was 16 and they're like, who do you want to work with? And at the time I was like obsessed with Neo. And he actually wrote a song, Walk Away, which was huge and fit me like a glove. Like I heard the demo. I was like, got to do it. So, I love that. Yeah, that was that was me behind the scenes asking for that. Um, I'm trying to think. But right now in the Spanish world, who would you want to collaborate in, in the English world? Like maybe it doesn't matter. A man or I've, a woman. I've actually always wanted to collaborate with Pitt. And I used to be on tour. A lot of um, the touring that we did back in the day, he was on tour and this is before he was like Mr. Worldwide. Yep. This so, is when he was just like that little Chico. Yeah. So what's up, Pitt? <laughs> yeah. What's up, Pitt? And, and you're I, listening. Something, no. One thing I love about Pitt is that he does cover both genres. I think. Have, Pitt, you, ever, have you ever met him? In yes, person? girl. I've interviewed him. Simpatico. Simpatico. And Muy the thing suave. is with Pitt, he's always been consistent to who he is. Like I've never mm-hmm. met Pitt and he's ever acted cocky with me. No. I think the last time I bumped into him was at the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. It was, I was there to do a junket with some movie that The Rock was coming out in and it was so he's such a class act yeah he is Um, it was funny because my mom met him backstage and she was like no 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 I don't want any pictures you know she's very humble very just like reserved and then later she's like I should have got a picture with him look at this and da 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 and I was like yep Told yeah, you, Mom. he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. But we, I was, everybody was getting into the elevator to go up to like the sixth floor at the Four Seasons, and he walked in incognito, a little, but little shorty, bald with his glasses, and I was like, he got right next to me. Do you see his branding? Yes. Let's talk about branding Let's again. Let's talk about those. He is the only <laughs> man that could wear tight pants, and they look good on him. Yes. He actually he, he, he does that look that Miami suave like he has that persona in person too. He's like just dancing. We were I went to his bus once and I was talking with his manager at the time and he was just dancing having a good old time like he as if he was on stage. I'm like, "Wow." You know what? I've never been the kind of girl that likes a hairy chest on a man. <laughs> Ever. I'm to me, I'm just like, oh my God, I just don't think that is like. But if the hairy chest had sage smell, would you? No, not even that. <laughs> you know, but Pitt is the only guy, the only man that makes yeah, hairy chest hairy look either. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I just feel like he knows how to control the bush. My thing is like, you could have hair, he right? Manscapes. You could have hair, but you got to cl- go with the clippers and not shave it off because then you feel like the prickliness. Like, have you ever, uh, have no. you ever met a guy that shaves his arms? No. I'm like, bro, do you know those things are growing back? You know how nasty that feels? You know, it's funny. People used to ask me that because I have like little bitty, like they're not that bad. My hair. I'm oh like, my God, I'm kind of, we're all more hairless. You know, I shave yeah. my legs like just once a month because I don't grow hair. Yeah. I'm so thankful That's to awesome. God that I don't that I don't grow too much hair. Could you imagine? You no, brush it. <laughs> brush it, braid it. Yeah. <laughs> no, they but used to ask me that at school. I'm like, no, I don't do that. A lot of women laser it off. Oh, I did. I, I did laser my armpits, but though, I would for never sure. shave on my arms like no, that. No, me either. Yeah. At least nair it. L- ladies, don't shave nair it. Okay. Yes. Serious. So I don't know if you heard about this this teacher at in your in your state, Texas. Oh, there's some, there's some what crazy are they doing in Texas? There. Oh my God! This teacher gave her 13 year old student a most likely to become a terrorist award. Wow. Yeah. So this girl named Lisette Villanueva, a seventh grader. This girl's traumatized forever. See why we need more love in this world. Yeah. She, more praying. Junior. <laughs> high girl um her teacher gave her the award during a tuesday avid class and avid is supposed to be for 
isn't it for like smarter kids when you're an avid? It's like everybody wants okay. to be in an avid class because I believe an avid class gives you college and credit. And so what is the teacher's name? Yeah. So the teacher's name is, are we really going to put her on blast? Let's not put the teacher on blast. Okay, um, fine. But anyways. The teacher. So AVID <laughs> classes, it's an advanced learning program designed to prepare students for college and workplace success, right? Mm-hmm. So she, they were doing, it, this was supposed to be kind of like something funny and playful, but it went to the left. So she gave somebody uh, a most likely to become a terrorist award. And then she also gave another little girl a most likely to become homeless award. Why are these even in a category? Like, I don't get that. Yeah. So this little seventh grader's mom did not find it funny. She was like, I, and the thing is, she wasn't even like Middle Eastern. I know that sounds so stereotypical, but this little girl was a Latina. In an avid class, Hmm. she's like, my daughter has honors. Like, how could... It's not a joke. Yeah. Because I guess her daughter just felt very insulted. And, like, why would the teacher say that I'm most likely to be a terrorist? Yeah, that's that's not very nice. It just makes (laughs) you wonder, right? Like, why teachers hook up with sometimes their 15, 16-year-old students. Oh, my gosh. I've read so many stories about that. Why they make decisions to do pretend award ceremonies in their avid classes, you know? But, yeah, shout-outs to Texas and their, and their amazingly bright teachers. I do not have any comments about that, Texas. We got to do better. We got to do better. Oh, my gosh. And uh, did you hear also that uh, a lot of Rihanna's fans are rejoicing because she's getting thick? They're calling her I thick, have. thick Anna. Thick, thick Anna. Or wow, something. I didn't hear that name before. But. Getting there, a lot of her fans are like, "Man, I, I'm feeling this Rihanna." Have you, Anthony? Have you seen uh, pictures of Rihanna? She's, I guess, no, lately I she's seen. been more like low pro, and pictures that have been surfacing of her, she's looking a little bit juicier and meatier. Good, good. I'm have to look it up. Yeah. So a lot of her fans are really <laughs> rejoicing over this. He's on on it right now. And and I mean. You're you're pretty petite, Paula, but I mean, do you think getting thick is there like a certain body type that you're like that you're like um, you know what that's a little too overboard or how, what's your what's your what's uh, your opinion about I feel body like image? My my take on that is whatever you're comfortable in in your own body, then that's good. Because I know when I first came out, I was 16, so I looked a little chunkier, and people were like, "Oh my gosh, it looks like a nil person." Da 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 da. And like, no, I grew into my body. My eating changed. Everything that I was doing on the road, it was, I was eating all kinds of stuff. I didn't care. Now I care what I put in my body. Yeah, good, good. So I think it's all about the person's state of mind, really, and how healthy they want to be, how carefree they want to be. Have a burger if you want to have a burger. Go ahead. But How do you stay so disciplined now? Is it just like something that your mom told you? Did you read it? No. (laughs) What's funny about that is my dad cooks. He's a super great cook. Do you cook? No. <laughs> he taught me breakfast. That's about it. Uh, French toast, you know. Got French that, toast. Got that good French toast. Oh, but yeah. No, my dad is like a grill person. Like, he goes on the grill, gets all the meats, chicken, oh. brisket, everything, take hours, just really baby it, and it's so good and juicy. And I think it's sexy when a man could grill. That's why my mom Because there's some men that cannot grill. <laughs> yeah, not she's even like, that. That's why like- I married you. That's why I married him. I'm like, hey, be nice to dad. But, um, yeah no for me I think it just changed because of my body itself like I actually had my appendix out and after that I was like maybe it's stuff that I'm actually putting in my body that I'm eating that I'm not even aware of yeah that affects me Mm because you don't ever want to be sick you don't want to have your anything rupture so yeah did you get those kidney stones is that or what why did you get your appendix taken out um I was really really I felt like I was actually drunk and I haven't drinking anything all day I was drinking water I felt sick a couple days prior to that. That night I went in and they were like, you didn't have any kind of like symptoms. I'm like, not really, except for that I was sweating and I felt cold kind of like that. Yeah. And they were like, your appendix can rupture. We have to do emergency surgery like tonight in the morning, I guess. Yeah. Dang. And you know what's funny is I think a lot of us when we're young, we kind of ignore things when we feel something mm-hmm. on our body, like something's off, like a little pain or a little, yeah. it, especially something that's, that's a, uh, consistent well when it's like an internal thing too you don't really know right away you really don't know and i guess i have a high tolerance for pain because it's like you should have been in super pain i was like no well you're gonna you're gonna pop them babies out very very quick if you have a high tolerance for pain (laughs) oh my gosh i hear women that have their kids naturally like five and you're i'm like did you ever get the uh, epidural or that thing that they put into your spine and they're like nope i popped them out naturally no c-section my friend just had hers and she's like i did not want that and then by the time i wanted it it was too late i'm like oh i don't know 
No, but it's important. So back to what I was saying, I think a lot of us when we're young, we're just like, we ignore what our body tells us, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that could really it could really translate into something serious. So yeah. I, I like to hear, you know, I think, I think it's balanced too. You know, if you have too much cake, you're going to feel sick. If you have too much salt, you're going to feel bloated or whatever. So you just kind of have to balance. I know that you're, look at you. You got your Girl, tea over here. I got my little health aid kombucha. This is a bubbly <laughs> probiotic tea. It's yes. uh, if you drink this on a follow your gut, this is good gut bacteria. Oh yeah. So um, it's basically, a lot of people don't know about probiotics. It's kind of a sad thing, you know. I actually I, do the little gummies. The probiotic gummies? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I ask myself, how healthy can gummies be? But I'll tell you one thing. At night, when I have a sweet tooth, I keep some type of gummy vitamins around me. And then, uh, you <laughs> you're know. You're eating and you're like, it's going to it's gonna go away, It right? becomes a problem come. because then I OD on vitamin gummies. And then I'm freaking up all night. And I'm like, oh, what? It's pure <laughs> sugar. Oh, no. Some some of it has sugar. It depends on the ones you get. But um, for me, I just like them because I feel like, okay, if I'm going to eat something that's harder to digest, this will help me out so that later I'm not stuck. Don't know know about probiotics. Probiotics (laughs) is good bacteria for your gut. Mm -hmm. And if if more people drank probiotics, less people would get sick. Yeah, and just drinking juice, too. I feel like it really gives you a boost of energy. Like any kind of freshly squeezed juice. So what are some of your hobbies? What are you finding, discovering out here in L.A.? And if you ever need help and suggestions, like let me and Ruby know. We would love to, you know, bring you along with us or guide you to the right places because there's a lot of fun things to do in L.A. There's so many events. And since I've been here, I've been to a couple and I just kind of have to weed out the ones that I really want to go to. Or am I tired that night? Am I going to get in the studio the next day? You know, so you just kind of have to figure it out. But. There's so much going on in L.A. It's crazy. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This is that. That's why you can uh, really be everywhere. But it's true. You got to be selective on what events you go to. You don't want to mm-hmm. be everywhere like that either, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Um. So how, let's talk about your video of Brand New. Oh, my gosh. Very what? sexy. I didn't even know that was still up. <laughs> that's funny. Is that your style? Would you say, Paula, that that's your style? Like just kind of like a sexy. That's what I'm. That's what I'm leaning towards. This one was a little more sexy, but because the song was so grown, you know, people don't really hear that side of me. So they were so excited about it. And behind the scenes, I had to take it down because the producer and everybody and all this stuff. But anyways, I did the video before all that and I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Very, um, you know, like the water scene was fun because it actually went everywhere in the studio and there's an actual like recording studio next door. So we were all trying to stop the water, like oh my god, <laughs> behind the scene. But it looked good for the scene, so it looked good. And so, what are we working on now? Like, what are we? What can we expect from Paula coming up? I'm I'm working on um, developing my sound even more. And for me, my branding is gonna be very like you'll see the pictures and on what people really gravitate to. But I feel like I've kind of come into my own where I'm gonna be the lover brand. And, you know, just show a little sexy, a little elegance and and see what else. You know, when I think about a lover brand, you know who I think about, too? I think about Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Even though she's a dancer and even though she's the New York girl from the Bronx. But, like, she always talks about how love. I mean, the name of her book was was. I don't something with love in the title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And mm. she's and I know she's lover. actually a big she did a. A thing one time, and she was like, Si se puede, in the, I think it was Latina magazine. And it was funny because I had this tattoo. I was like, See, she gets it. It's yeah. a motivational thing, you know. Si se puede. How old were you when you got that tat? Uh, 21. Maybe? 21. And what did, your fa- what did your family say when they saw it? Oh, nothing. My mom has. They she, saw- she saw, I had a back tattoo, it was like super tiny. And then the next day, I got a big microphone and all these like music notes and stars on it. And she's like, <gasps> It's so big now. I'm like, well, I had to cover it up, you know. Yeah. And it was funny because she, she saw my first tattoo. I was being a little rebel, 16. And um, my quinta, you know, was coming up. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so disappointed in you. And uh, we're leaving this dress store right now. I can't believe you got a tattoo behind my back, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. I remember when I got my first <laughs> tattoo at 18. I went on my own. That was like one of my graduation presents for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was 18 and over already. So I went to this little spot in Whittier called Monkeys to Go. And I was like, if there's one word to describe me, what would it? what is it? And uh-huh. to me, it's like energy. I'm like, I'm a ball of energy. You are. So I got... Uh, in Chinese, I got chi, in, which stands for energy, and I got that like in the center of my back. Okay, so why did I have the Chinese love? Love, you see? 
But I don't even know if it said love because oh, it was a homemade tattoo. So no, that's girl. the thing that I think she was mad about. She's like, what if we don't even know what it says? And I'm like, I don't know. Because I know somebody told me that too. They're like, I Googled it. What if it says sweet and sour chicken? And I was like, <laughs> oh gosh, no. But I I had it double checked. I checked it. You know, that that's that's very unethical mm-hmm. if a tattoo shop, but yours is homemade. Homemade. That's if, why I said I don't know. But If a tattoo shop goes and they put the wrong. Love. Okay, so. let's. Did you cover it up? Yeah, it's okay. Up. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and look who got here, Ruby. Ruby. el micrófono, comadre. Look, wait, go, go. Hi. She just got here. We, oh it's okay. God. We explained that we're hardworking women, yes, and it happens sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. say hi, Ruby. Hi guys. You're on. <laughs> yeah, say hi to everybody. What's cracking. <laughs> <laughs> we're wrapping up with Paula. Oh hi. I'm so sorry I missed you. Oh, oh it's all good. But oh no, I we know were, the traffic's crazy we, here. So I was congratulating her on singing the U.S. national anthem at the Canelo Chavez fight. I didn't know you had curly hair. Yeah. Because <laughs> we saw her with straight hair. Oh, it was super straight. Yeah. yeah I had my, I, I, my glam team was on point that day. I so. love curly hair. Me too. I, I'm tra- I'm training it, retraining it, because I've had it since I was little. And I think when I got signed, you know, they want to make your hair a little more straight and curls, big curls instead of little. So I'm going to start rocking this. Oh, I yeah, love it. Yeah, it looks good. You should. Totally. I love it. Yeah? I, you know what? I like to do the beachy waves, but my hair is like super straight. It's so... like really? I don't Mine too. My hair is Every super... time I see your hair, it's curled, like, I think. I wave it. Like, but, but how? I, it lasts. Well, cause I, I wave it too. Does it look like I wave it? No. No, because no, <laughs> I, I, like <laughs> I actually, uh, if you look them up, it's called Carol's Daughter. They're awesome. Oh, I've, I've heard of Carol's Daughter. Products. And does it keep the waves on point? It does. And Damn. it doesn't harden it. That's, oh, that's the thing that people are like, ew, it's all crunchy. You know, when you, back in the day when it was crunchy and that when was the cool aquanet, like, yeah. So that product is not good for people over 60. Why? Because it doesn't harden it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ruby. Ah, that's good. She's thinking about something else. Oh, my God, Paula. We're and I caught that. <laughs> see? In a quickness. You know, now that I think about it, I don't know who has a dirtier mind, men or women, because... Women. We women, just don't express it as much. Exa- I've always said, like, women are way more nastier than men. <laughs> like, our mind automatically goes... I don't know goes, what you're talking about. Right? Anthony, I wish my think? mom was on this the show with me right oh, now, because she, oh, she no. says things that are so... They sound so sexual, and she doesn't realize it until it's too late. People used to you laugh. Think she so, doesn't realize it. I don't mm-hmm. think she did. It's funny. It it's hilarious. It's funny. Anthony, who do you think's nastier, men or women? Men. Men. Yes, yes. men. Yeah. Men, men. No, y'all are more gross yeah, about you guys it. Are, yeah, some perros. <laughs> yes, that too. You yeah, guys are uh, dogs. That's yeah. different. We're like sensual. No, mm-hmm. that's not. That's then. That's not. Um, what nasty then? It's not. Oh, not he's nasty. like. I'm, who do you think thinks nastier, men or women? Men. I think women want to get done nasty, but yeah. they don't. They don't act out on it. Some they do. Very, very. Don't few. underestimate Anthony. Very few Roxies out there. Oh my God! Why are you throwing me out there? Dang! You get you down with it. You don't know. <laughs> as many conversations we've had, I know now. You're assuming. But Ruby's the freak. Oh wait! Why am I the freak all of the time? Undercover freak. <laughs> so I get down, but Ruby's a freak. Yeah, what do you yeah, mean yeah, I get yeah, down your with shit's what? Out there. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying it's nothing bad. It's uh, like you don't. It's, you're it's, not it's scared the energy. to hide your sexuality. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, not at that all. That is true. That is Every true. woman should be experiencing orgasms on a weekly basis. Hell yes. You was about to say daily. Okay. Freak. Yes, daily. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I'll keep a man happy if I'm giving it to him daily or no. Hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. But you know what I've noticed? What? Sometimes when you wait like a week or like a week and a half, sometimes, you know, especially when you live with somebody, it it, it just, you have better sex sessions, you know? Because then if it's like every day, it gets... So I'm going to have the monotonous. sex of my life. What? I'm, I'm about oh. to have... Oh, when you hook up, Ruby, you're going to have the best sex of your life. Yes. Ruby's practicing celibacy. Paula. Oh, nice. Paula Danda. Yes, girl. Believe that. I actually did that. I was living in New York at the time, and it was awesome. But then I was very, like, mean. Moody. <laughs> I'm not moody. Am I moody? That's the first sign. When you are moody Why and pissed are you off at life. quiet, Roxana? No, I'm not. I was happy Am inside, I moody? but I was mean to the boys. Am I moody? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Am I moody? 
<laughs> She's like, tell me now. I'm gonna throw this in your face. <laughs> yeah, you need you need a release. Okay. Oh Lord. <laughs> Paula, where can people find you on just Instagram? Just sing, just sing, girl, to help you. Oh, can um, you sing a little something to us so we can hear you? Do you like to do acapella? Sure, yeah. She um, has such a beautiful voice. Yeah. Like, acapella. I like to do acapella. Let me see. What could I sing for you guys? I guess I'm every woman. <laughs> it's a, oh, I was gonna no, sing no. "Walk Away," but does it, is it go? Whatever cool? we want to hear something. I saw you with your new girl just yesterday, and I feel that I must confess, even though it kills me to have to say, I'll admit that I was impressed. Physically, just shut up, affection. Gotta commend you on your selection. Yeah. But then the Spanish version is Olvidarte Olvidarte No sé cómo explicarlo Sigo pensando en el ayer Aunque ya no te tengo Es imposible de olvidarte De olvidarte <laughs> I love how confident you are when you sing. That's the years of experience. I love that because some people get real nervous. But I mean, I get nervous for the national anthem. I will not lie. <laughs> right before I was on stage, I was like, okay. Yeah, Oscar called her out. Ruby, you missed that part. He was like, I want you to sing the national anthem at the next fight. He straight up was like, vente, mijita. Oh, yeah, but you knew you were going to do it, right? No. I didn't. I just moved You didn't to, know the day of? Yes, you did. No, the day of, yeah. But they called me like on Thursday night, I think. And it was Saturday. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah. the way Latinos do it. You know how we I do. Know. Sometimes we wait till the last minute and it still comes out amazing. Hey, luckily, I've been in my lover zone, been buying like more dresses that I feel like look sexy on me and still make me feel elegant. Yeah. I had something in my closet. Boom. Boom. You look you looked hot, girl. Thank yeah. You. Comadre, comadre approved and Roxy and Ruby approved. <laughs> All right, Thanks. mama, where can they find you on Instagram so they can follow okay, you? Okay, so my Instagram is Paula underscore Deonda, P-A-U-L-A underscore Deonda, D-E-A-N-D-A. Yes. And my Twitter is the same, except for no um, underscore. underscore. All right, guys, make sure you follow Paula. Coming up next, we're going to be talking con el director de la película that Ruby will be coming out on. I'm so excited. Oh. It's Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, this is Rose Acosta, and you're listening to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS Play.it. Y ya estoy de regreso, no me extrañen tanto. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited because we have a wonderful guest today. Mi it's comadre. your gringo favorito, es right? Es mi gringo yeah. favorito. It's Michael Simka and he is my director. Yes. yes! So, so for all who don't know, Ruby is going to be coming out of her. It's your first movie, right? It's my first animated film. Your first animated, animated film. Animated, yeah. And she's playing a carrot. A carrot. Hey! <laughs> I love carrots. Can I chew you up? <laughs> you can't. Carrots are like one of my favorite vegetables. Well, it was a fantastic role. And I thought with the red hair, that we had to oh find something that really worked for for Ruby now. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was a carrot. And she does a fantastic voice. Yeah, you know what? I was about to say, it's perfect because it is una pelirroja. Yeah, that is true. I never thought about it. I never realized how much we both love red hair. Like, red, not anybody, Ruby, can rock red hair. Yeah. Yeah, and we're some of the few that can. That's true. So so how did you you tap into this carrot role, Ruby? Okay, so my manager... Uh, he Peter Peter, yeah. Peter Robles who, who yes, was here yes, yes. you know him el, Domini, el, el dominicano el, uh-huh. el tigre el tigre el, he was uh, he, he he was okay el, he has Rafa Maya as a client so he's the lead of the movie and Rafa, Rafa Maya Rafa Maya es el señor de los cielos en Telemundo he's such a nice guy and in he's person he's handsome too. he's handsome yeah and uh, Mauricio Ockman también de Telemundo so he was like hey you know there's this movie and I think you have um, you could do this character so I was like oh dude but okay send me something and I was like okay I read the, the, the scene and I was like okay I have an idea of how okay okay so I get there and Michael is like okay so um, so did you have to audition for it yes he auditioned me in the where in, in the patio right 
Yeah, basically. I mean, we we had someone doing the carrot before, and it was like really like kind of relaxed, and she was just a nice carrot, you know, floating. It's a flying carrot, by the way, too. You fly, bitch. Um, yeah, I fly. Oh, <laughs> snap! I always do that. Superpowers. It's like a suppository. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to do any too many spoilers. That's true. Though, that's true. That's true. That's, true, that's, true, that's yeah. true. That is true. Um, but yeah, we had a we had someone doing a very like laid back voice, and I was like, I am not feeling this. I'm like, Peter, help me out. It was Rafa just came in and did like he just blew the character away. It was amazing. He plays Bravo, the lead character, and Peter was like, I got the girl for you. And like, what? they yeah. thought for good managers that see the opportunity for reals. Yeah, and she was she was there like a couple hours later. She showed up looking like a million bucks. I was like, all right, can you do voices? So we went out to the back patio, and she's like, all right, what do you want? And she did this like kind of sweet voice. I was like, that is not what I'm looking for. We got to go crazy with this. We got to take this over the top. This is cartoons. And within like, I don't know, like a half an hour, we had this voice that we kind of created together that we were both Give me really a little about. sample of the voice. I don't remember. No, I cannot. Like, no, no, I cannot. It's, no, it's, you have to watch the movie. Is it like when your mom or your dad calls no, you? No, like, I've never. No, 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 no. This is like a mean, yeah. uh, crazy Ruby. Like, mm. I've never heard that voice come out of you <laughs> come out of me imagine so yeah it, I was like are you sure this is what you want and yes and I've, not, I've never done voiceover so when I went into the booth because then they auditioned me for reels in the booth and everything right mm -hmm. so I was like oh, okay I'm just gonna do it I had a tequila shot I was like whatever <laughs> you know that always works for me tequila always solves the problem yeah for Ruby yeah so it, that's how we did it but you know the good thing is that Michael has done animated films forever like that's mm -hmm. his life that's your background michael that's, that's my background and i got this system for like getting the voices down so i'll give you an example of like how just to give you an example of like how we came up that voice for her um because i did something similar on on wings which was a, a movie about talking airplanes with hillary duff and hillary duff you know like plays like the super sweet girl you know she's uh, lizzie mcguire you know she's like the you know the all-american girl right yes so she comes in and she's just like you know very sweet and i was like no we don't want that and then she takes me aside after that we were like out in the back and she's like i think i figured out what you do with like the girl characters in your movies you just want them all to be mean bitches i was like <laughs> oh yeah, my god pretty much, I was pretty like, much. Yeah. I was like the evil villain. I never noticed that, but I kind of do. I like that craziness <laughs> that, that gets true. added to Where do you, it, you think know? that comes from, Michael? Did you have an ex-girlfriend that was crazy that you are still in love with? He Just one? Latinas. I mean, every ex-girlfriend is oh, crazy. Oh, damn. <laughs> and he dates Latinas. That's We're like he the knows good kind of crazy, though. You know what I mean? That kind yeah. of that's good. You're going to make animated films for the rest of your life crazy. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I love crazy. I love the good-hearted crazy. That is true. Yes. I, that's how I would describe myself. I'm good-hearted crazy yeah i am because you know crazy needs to know its limits too because then that's mm -hmm. in, there's borderline crazy and then there's borderline psycho exactly when yeah. you turn psycho then it's like oh okay like chill but he likes a little psycho he likes a little psycho there's like the the game mean you know like where you know just like kind of being mean just to like sort of like be that attitude and then there's just downright mean i'm not down for like the downright yeah mean. true yeah. And, okay you guys so Le digo mi gringo favorito porque he's really white. Grande gringo. Grande gringo because he's tall, he's very white and very light skin, like a gringo. <laughs> like a, you are a gringo, but yeah. Speaks, I'm very, very white. He, he understands Spanish to the f fullest. So you 100% love the Latin culture then, he right? Does. I love it, yeah. I sure. can yes. feel it. Yes, yes, yes. And he's there in the booth with you like, and he understands what's funny, what's not. He gets the double in induendo. Oh, like the, ¿cómo se dice? El albur. El albur. Este alburea. O sea, Albureas? Yes. I mean, he understands how. You know what I mean? Like, he knows what works, what doesn't. Yeah, I mean, that's like kind of one of the reasons that I left the the major studios and went off and did my own thing is because they wanted everything to be this like really white bread thing and I was like do you Let's think the studios from... are still like that like I know everybody yes, talks about evolution like that, sure. and oh my god Latinos are no. getting more roles in black no, that's not true. but let's be real no it's it's like I have a creative idea I want this like just crazy idea for a character that I and they're just like no kind of that strays a little bit far from Leave It to Beaver you know and I'm yeah. like no I I have to get out there and make this crazy character that I want you know like um and w whether it be you know like an over-the-top flamboyant character or you know whatever it is i gotta have the creative ability to do that you know and 
And the only way to do that is to go out and do it myself. And create it. So yeah. that's what I did on this. Fine yeah. to that. You're a visionary, man. He is. So where do you he get is. your inspiration? Because this movie is called, ¿cómo se llama la película? Un Conejo de Huevos. Un Conejo de Huevos. And by the way, he's the creator of Un Gallo con Muchos Huevos, which was a major hit. A major hit. It's a, such a funny movie. You have to see it. it it's an animated yeah. film. And where did it yeah, come out? Mexico or worldwide? Me Mexico in here, right? Yeah, it came out. Well, worldwide, yeah. It did really well in Mexico. did really well here. Yeah. Good actually job. did um, over $9 million at the box office here in the U.S. Were you yeah. expecting that turnout? Were no, like, not at all. Like, it was a, it was a very big surprise. Uh, that was the only movie that I was ever involved in that had, like, a, a pretty big theatrical release. Most and of my movies go to home entertainment. Are, are, uh, are animated films more expensive to make than regular films? Well, my process is very different from, from how other people make animated films like DreamWorks or Pixar. So what I do is I work with a company overseas that, that basically already has the animated content finished, and I take that and chop it up into little pieces, put it back together, get a composer here in the U.S., a lot of film stars and stars from television, and we come in, we make our own thing. It's kind of like what I call the Power Rangers model. Oh, okay. So that's what Haim did. He went out to Japan. He got that Japanese content, took out the Japanese actors and put American actors into it, put new music, and just like just blew it up, and it was a completely new thing. Perfectly viable form of uh, of creating your, your content, but it's just very different from what like Pixar and DreamWorks does. And something that's very new to um, Braxy, and I was telling you about this, is that now and you have to explain explain it to me because I, I just don't know how to how to explain it. There's like a new law, right? That you can kind of become part of the movie industry. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. But it's like a process. It was it's obviously legit. Like how does it work? That's right. Um, it's uh, according to the Jobs Act last year, Title III. Um, you can you can invest in a movie as a as a private individual, and that's what we're doing now. Is kind of like a crowdfunding thing. It is a crowdfunding campaign, but it's crowdfunding equity. So really, mm. anybody out there, pretty much anybody out there, can invest and be a part in. Un Conejo de Huevos and and the English is movie it just that well. movie or can they do it like let's just say Planet of the Apes comes out right mm, it's well, coming out in July can you if you're a big Planet of the Apes you know follower can you invest are you like are you talking about like investing in stock in a movie kind of um, thing well it's basically like you have to do a crowdfunding campaign um, so Planet of, of the Apes I I don't think I think has that's a crowdfunding a major studio. campaign that's but a major um, studio. yeah it is um, we. We set this up as a crowdfunding campaign, and anybody can go to the website. It's microventures.com, um, and we're at the top of the page there. And you, you go on there, you click invest, and you can they walk you through it. There's like a calculator about how much you can invest and all that. Um, so you buy like all the points. details are there. You yeah. buy points for a movie. And like, is this something that's barely starting? Yeah, it's only been allowed since last year. It's a new type of of crowdfunding so we've had kickstarter and and the other uh, crowdfunding platforms for about 10 years now but that basically they can only give you perks like if you invest in a barbecue company they can give you like one of the new barbecues they're making or whatever but they can't give you like equity in the company well what we're doing is, is it's actually like you know you it's equity crowdfunding i can't really say too much about it but if you go to microventures.com um, all the details are there. The investment that's interesting. document. That's like very, the first time I hear anything about me that. Me too. Me too. That's why I was like, you need to explain it to us because I don't know how to even say it. And more because there's a lot of filmmakers like Michael that, oh my God, imagine like all of his experience and he just wants to create. And I think this is a way you know to do it yeah and uh, people can be part of the m movie business in a way right yeah do yeah. you have to have like a ton of money no i mean it does cost some money to get started you know i have to do all my own publicity and i actually did a lot of my own publicity when i was with the major studios anyways because no i wanted way. to further my own career um so i'm and used you to did. that look at you oh, thank you um uh, but i'm used to it now you know and i I, uh, you know, so it's just like ramping up what I already was doing. So how do you know as a gringo, how do you know, like, who are the hot Latino actors that you're like, hey, because Rafael Amaya is big in the Latin country, in the Latin community. Yeah. How did you know this dude was hot? Like, do you have advisors that are like, hey, Michael. Uh, no, no, no. I basically, when I'm not making cartoons, I just sit at home and watch stalk novelas people? all day. Just kidding. <laughs> you watch novelas all no. day? <laughs> I'm like, you stalk people or you watch novelas? I'm not sure. Yeah. I've got some great co-producers. Um, Oscar Ganem and uh, his sister Eddie Ganem from Devious Maids. Um, 
they're on the team and they did you know they did fantastic jobs on their voices but he's he also like helps me with my casting and some of my publicity in mexico and stuff so when is the movie dropping are we gonna be going to a movie premiere this week this year 2017 it's not gonna be this year we're gonna like pre-sell it this year but the actual like big release is gonna be easter of next year because it's an easter movie movie. it's a bunny movie the huevos and all that Ah, i love that hold on did we talk about what your character is yeah, we said you're a carrot, right? I'm a carrot. You're a flying, flying carrot. carrot. So how would you a dis- mean flying carrot. Oh, God, that so describes you. Why not? Oh, my God. <laughs> and she's, she's especially meaner when she hasn't had sex, any type of sexual activity in her life. It is a proven fact that women that don't have sex become moody. And carrots. And carrots. Uh-huh. And they oh probably want to stick a carrot up there to, to oh, get yeah, there. <laughs> no, that probably would hurt. I'm going to kill you. I'm seeing a part of the movie right now. I know, right? Are you? Oh my god, oh, Ruby you... knows what I'm talking about. But, oh uh... lord, a carrot goes up <laughs> no somewhere spoilers, in that no movie. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I she love has it. No idea what she, you know, like <laughs> you guys need to watch this. It's so funny, but it's I think it's, she's seen it already. I it's think. like you've seen it. Yeah, like it's for an older. Like it's not a cartoon that you're gonna go watch and you're not gonna be bored if you don't have kids. No, you can take your kids and you can take, you know, your your boyfriend or whatever and you're gonna have a blast oh my gosh i swear i love animation you know what i like michael i one some of my favorite animation is the boondocks have you ever seen the boondocks on oh, adult yeah, swim yeah yeah i love the oh adult my swim gosh stuff. have you ever seen the boondocks anthony a couple of times oh my gosh i love the boondocks have you ever seen them no. oh my gosh it is definitely like adult swim cartoon content because they cuss and all that but it's it's more i would say african-american based but these dudes talk shit and i always had a vision of myself and hopefully somebody i'll I'll meet like the right people to get on but I've always seen myself being like the hot Latina on the block that like you know I, I could totally all see right, like right. me just going up I there and it. talking shit you know cause, cause I like to talk shit Yeah, but I'm no, really nice this, at the end this, of the day in this film we don't the good thing is that it's blanca o sea we don't curse and we use the double innuendo of the Hispanic um, world world yes to make it work for kids and adults mm. so that's the beauty of this film you know that it's not like oh my god I cannot take my kid because it's no because if it's a kid he's not gonna understand what we're talking about right that's right you that's need right. to be older uh, to understand those things so I think that's you you really capture that that part of, of the Hispanic um, culture and uh, of our language because you know it works really well for the movie so I, Michael this this movie is not like sausage party Oh no, it's no. not. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like it, it's there, but it's not on your face. I think that's yeah. It's there, but it's not there. Exactly. Oh gosh, it's, it's one of those things. Yes, yes. Like it, I kind of like it in my face. Mm. The movie, the movie. Yeah, no. The, the, <laughs> I mean, you will love it. It's it's for you, and it's for someone that. Um, well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to this premiere with you. So yes, just yes. I'm I'm there okay, the day okay, it comes okay, out. Okay. Myself, Anthony, the homo homie, we're all tagging along, Michael. So mm, yes. remember Definitely. these faces, okay? Oh, 100. percent Okay, perfect. <laughs> we'll be right back on Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play. It. What up, yo? This is Too Short, and you're listening to Risk Game with Roxy and Big Titty Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Oh, yes. We're back. Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. And we have Michael, the director of the movie that Ruby will be coming out on. What? what? Un Conejo de Huevos. Un Conejo de Huevos. (laughs) Hey, but Ruby, did you hear the latest that Bella Thorne supposedly uh, is having a fling with Scott Disick? And they caught them cozying up in canes a while, a couple weeks ago. And Why photos, photos surfaced because Scott Disick is handsome. Have you ever seen him in person? I don't care. No, but he's handsome. So these <laughs> these girls fall for it. You know, he's like, oh my God, it's Scott Disick. And nobody would know who he was if it wasn't because of the Kardashians, you know, but still. Um, but so, Michael, you've actually worked with Bella Thorne, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I know. Bella's my homegirl. Is she? Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, she did a couple movies with me, but we, we hang out, like, outside of the work business and all that, too. But, um, yeah, the first movie we did was Frog Kingdom. It was her and Cameron Dallas, the, uh, the big star on YouTube and Vine and whatnot. Um, and they 
done present they'd presented on the Teen Choice Awards together, and I guess like Cameron had a little crush on her before, and then she had a crush on him. So like Cameron and they was throwing each other, or what? They kind of like missed each other. Like, oh, is Bella here today? And like, oh, is Cameron here today? They were like they were like showing up at the studio when they weren't like supposed to be there and stuff. So there's like and, gossip. Yeah. So like then Cameron was at a at a party that my other friend Bart Baker, another YouTuber that, who does all the parodies, right? They like yeah. kind of work together. So they were doing a party, a Cinco de Mayo party, whatnot. And so I go and I'm like, Cameron's going to be there. I just mention it on text with Bella. And she's like, oh, let's go. You know, so we like we go over there and we're like dancing on the on either sides of the room. And Cameron's dancing on one side and me and Bella are dancing on the other. So it's just you like junior high. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I. I look horrible when I'm dancing, but I mean, just to be nice, just to be nice, I'll go out there and like, you know, snap my fingers and do like the Seth Rogen thing, you know. Oh my God. (laughs) I love Seth Rogen. But it was just like junior high, you know, and they were like looking at each other, but like they weren't letting the other one know that they could see each other or whatnot. But anyways, someone dropped the ball or whatever, because then Greg Sulkin who was also on Frog Kingdom and is the star of this movie, Unco Neco de Huevos, in, in English, in English in The English. Adventures of Bunny Bravo in English. He plays the lead. So he got on the movie and he was like, oh, is Bella here? And he's like, oh, Greg's here, whatever. And then Bella's I see on... Uh, she's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, she's gorgeous. she's gorgeous. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and they, like, Greg is such a good friend and Bella's such a good friend and then they got together and I was just like, that's awesome. You and know, they're not like together re- no more? They're not together anymore, but... Is she dating... The- Scott? I don't know. I don't. I think it was a little. I tried to text her the other day. I guess she's in Cannes, so that's, that's a, why she was. See what I mean? Oh. There it is. Yeah. She was in Cannes. Is it Cannes or Canes? It's Cannes. Cannes. Okay, I totally changed they, it. Huh? Yeah, without. Yeah, the no, S. they caught them. You know, you know, once the paparazzi catches the picture, it's because you might not be in a, in a legit couple, but at least y'all were kind of vibing together, even if it was for three days. They you totally. You know, but she's vibe. young. Do you blame her? She's out there yeah, dating. Even if you're not young, you just vibe. Yeah, exactly. If you vibe, you vibe. <laughs> Don't question it. And uh, did you hear also that Ariana Grande, she, uh, you know, the tragedy oh that happened God, in Manchester? Pobrecita. Mm. Pobrecita. And mm. I feel like in a way she, she like at least based on her tweets, is she kind of like is she assuming some type of responsibility yeah. for yeah, she's it. she's paying for, I think, for the expenses, right, of the of the family. Of all the funerals, of all the victims. And, stuff, yeah. and you were saying you're, Ari is your homegirl. Yeah, yeah, she's such a sweetheart. In fact, when this happened, I was at lunch with Leon, who was another star on Victorious, which was her show on Nickelodeon. And, and Leon just looks at me, he's like, someone just... You know, like, I mean, he told me what happened. I was like, I thought it was like, I was like, are you joking? Like, what's going on? Like, no, it's in London. So we just like in the middle of the meet, like we just stopped. I called Michael, who's the composer of like iCarly and Victorious and all that. And his girlfriend is best friends with Ari, Liz, who's another star on Victorious. So we got on the phone with Liz. We're trying to call Ari. She wasn't answering. We finally got a hold of her mom. Her mom told us the team was all safe and everything. We were just shook up. And me and Leon, we, just, we drove back to his place and like, we were just like, just shook man and and i got back to my hotel after that and i just texted leon i was like i it took me like a a little bit to to hit me but like i just broke down crying i mean this is like this is just awful man it's kind of scary because if you think about it like ruby and i i mean we're we're always out different places concerts you know um festivals like outdoor festivals and you really you know sometimes you walk into these places and you don't pass by security and it's, it's a little scary and especially at a at a teeny bopper you know concert because a lot of Ari's fan base are little I mean the they're youngest babies. victim was eight years old That's they're babies the people that go to Ari's concerts are babies you know, so just, yeah. oh my gosh oh my yeah that was I mean it just makes you um it just makes you want to live life to the fullest because to be really honest with you nowadays you could be at the supermarket you mm-hmm. just don't know where things are going to go off you know you just got to be prepared that's right so yeah and it was weird because thank god i mean not thank god but it's just the way everything played out they waited until she the left, end right and she was already gone yeah right so yeah she was she was already gone and and i don't know when i heard the news i was this is why a lot of artists are not doing any more meet and greets because yeah you know i yeah. think because of that one girl christina that Grimmie. christina Grimmie, yeah. you know she did a meet and greet and the a crazy psycho fan stabbed her yep. and killed her and i mean i don't it's not even that they're becoming divas you guys but some people don't know how to act but this was an act of terrorism yeah. this was not a fan this was yeah. i think isis claim response for yeah. it yeah of course yeah anyways oh my god the the world i mean is is i mean look caitlin jenner is was bruce jenner 
Bruce Jenner <laughs> is now Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, anything is possible in the world, you know? And actually, Kim just confirmed that her and Caitlyn Jenner don't talk anymore. She said it on Ellen. She was just like, you know what? Like, yeah. he is just a sad. No me llega a los tobillos, comadre. No, comadre. <laughs> she, she didn't say no, that. No, comadre. Dijo que I think he, uh, the way she was playing, she was just handling the situation. And I think she was talking smash about. Yeah, she's just like, look, my loyalty is on my Chris, mom. Yeah. And you're going, you're stooping too low with your book and your tour. And mm. like, I got my mom's back. I mean, I think I would too. At the of end of the day, course. that's your stepdad. You don't have to talk to him if for the if you don't ever want to again. Mm-hmm. That's true. The only one that are important in your life are your real mom and your real dad. Well, no, let me take that back. There's some good stepdads out there and good stepmoms. But if you're that good, you wouldn't go talking all this mess, you know? Mm. True. But, uh, you know, they'll do anything for a dollar nowadays. This is Hollywood. Yeah. Crazy. Well, Anyways. Migringo, we have to we have to have you back. And um, who's that star that we're, you're going to bring us? Oh, Mauricio. Oh, Mauricio yeah, Ocumán. Yeah. Oh, Mauricio es el... El que el, sale del Chapo. El, el yerno el, de, de, el de Eugenio. De Eugenio. Uh, he's coming here. He's yes. a sweetheart. And um, we love Eugenio too. He's so genuine. Oh, Eugenio. Yes, for real. Do you know him? You need to cast oh, him for yeah. your next movie. I told you. Who, Mauricio? No, um, Eugenio. Eugenio Derbez. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I've never we, met him, but I the love movie, him. What's, awesome. what's her name? I'm sorry. Instructions not included? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little girls in your movie or not? No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Okay. Huh. Yeah, she's delirious. No. We can't even think at this it's point. A, she's been up since 3 a.m. It's Mauricio and uh, Rafa, Rafa Maya. and Ruby and Christian Yo. Ferrer, Christian Ferrer, Carlos Alasraki, oh, Alexa Peña Vega. Alexa Peña Vega. Like Carlos, she's a good actress. Yeah, both of them are in the movie. Uh, they're married, right? Yeah, yeah, they're the both best. Of them. I like them together. Yeah. Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's a really. I good was cast. like Drake the rapper. What? No, no. no and Drake by Bell. the way, some crazy stripper chick is saying that I'm crazy. I'm I'm pregnant with Drake's baby. She posted a picture of her. So hey, mm. Drake might be a daddy. Pobre <laughs> pendejo. He metió la pata. He could have could have at least been with Rihanna, bro. At least if you're gonna, you know, Drake, you're on another level. And you're out here getting strippers pregnant? Like, what's wrong with you? I know. What are they saying? Jeez. Como decía mi bisabuela, cuando la de abajo se calienta, la de arriba ya no piensa. Eso mero. <laughs> yeah, okay, guys. Uh, it's time to wrap it up. We love you. Uh, we're already in June, so get ready for the hottest summer of your life, okay? Global warming is real. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to Amber Rose Presents with Rock Presents with... What, what, oh my God, I have it wrong. Amber Rose Presents with Escape with Rock and Ruby. Ruby. We'll see you guys next week. This kombucha got me drunk. It's official. <laughs>